Okay, good evening, Rabbi Yisrael. Welcome back. Lovely to be wrapping up another serious week for Klai Yisrael, intense week for Klai Yisrael. Another week of all of our work, like we mentioned last week and previous weeks. Our Avoida, we're all on the front lines right now. And it's uh, close to be here together with everyone, wrapping up that week and, and, and a week. Next week, as it always is for Klai Yisrael, you know, a week that we're very serious. A week that uh, we're still very mindful, all of our brothers and sisters there in Eretz Yisrael, in the north and the south and everywhere in between, it's very much in our minds and our thoughts, our prayers and tefillahs. And a week, Baruch Hashem, on the home front over here of Simcha, we have one of the Bali Simchas here at the table with us, our very own Yehuda. That's right, okay, oh yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah, I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about Nassim Kantorovitz, you know, no, I'm talking about you, real Mitzvah Hashem, Nassim, when's your bar mitzvah? Eventually, when you turn 13, that's what you mean to say, right? When you turn 13. So, so, uh, Yehuda Brill. So, uh, this morning, Lane from the Torah, with finesse, like a pro, and today was the Bibiyam, today was the Bibiyam? Tuesday. But today was the first day he was able to Lane. So, how can we do Shacharis? Shacharis. Okay, one thing at a time. One thing at a time, but a week of Simcha Baruch Hashem, the Brill family, the beautiful Shabbos Bar Mitzvah coming up. And of course, on a personal level, Hoidul Hashem Kitov, married off our daughter Rivki a couple nights ago, and it was so lovely seeing, uh, seeing the Oilam there, seeing the neighborhood, everyone who came out to join us, to be Freilich with us, David Reber all the way from Eretz Yisrael came to join us, and all, uh, all of our dear dear faces here from the neighborhood it was so so lovely celebrating our personal simcha with everyone and, and uh, going to Shabbos Sheva Brachas and Mitzvah to Sheva yes, yes that's right and now everyone's thinking to themselves well we made a chasa Tuesday night and Sheva Brachas generally takes a week so this should be Sheva Brachas so what am I doing here by the Chumash and Shonshir oh. the answer is I'm skipping the Sheva Brachas tonight that's right it was it's a Muncie again tonight it was a Muncie last night and uh, there's only so many ram trips you can make to Muncie just, just for you guys, that's right. How, also, I, I, I know, you know, this. I heard they're supposed to have good fare tonight, the Shevrachs, but what, nothing comes close to, uh, to uh, Rebari Leib's Thursday night shalant, right? So, um, I, I know whatever they're having over there, it's not going to be this shalant. So, please don't tell this over to the Mechutanim. Don't tell this to the Chassan and the Kala. But uh, yeah, we're skipping, we're dissing the Shevrachs tonight. For Hashem. Looking forward to Shevrachs here in the neighborhood coming up next week, Sunday, Monday. And, and uh, so the Simchas, Simchas for us here in Somerton, Simchas for Klai Yisrael, and Rabbi Yisai. Tonight, we're marbim b'simcha, it's Rishchidosh Adar, so this is a special Rishchidosh Adar edition of the Thursday Chumash and Shalom program, and Mishnitmas Adar, marbim b'simcha, mamish should be marbim b'simcha, which means not just have simcha, should be, there should be more simcha, and as much simcha as we have packed into the last few days, the chasna, the sheva brachas, the bar mitzvah, should go la'elu la'elu, only simcha, weiter and weiter for us, for Samaritan, for all of Kalei Yisrael. Mm-hmm. For each of us in our own way. Now, there's a big machloikas between the Hasidim and the Litvaks. Right, the Gemara says, mm-hmm. When Adar comes in, we have more joy, right? The Shah is like this, the, the, the Hasidim say, that what, what does the Gemara mean when it says, It's a mitzvah, it's a big mitzvah now, right? Big mitzvah, the Litvaks, Litvaks say, it's a heter. <laughs> it's a heter. Marvin Simcha is a heter. We have a heter now to be happy. So have whatever your take is, whether you look at it as a, as a chiv, or, or as a heter, as a mitzvah, as a rishos, 
Okay, so now let's proceed with the get 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 to the Chumash part of the Chumash and Shalom program, and uh, yes, of course we have some family with us as well. Family, extended families, come to join us, and shkayich to everyone who's here. Um, Let's get down to business here. So Mishpatim. Parsha's Mishpatim. The Torah definitely into this Parsha turns a corner. Turns a corner. You know, there are places in the Torah where we turn corners, right? Like from Bereshus, Sefer Bereshus to Sefer Shemais. The book of Genesis, of course, the book of Exodus. That's right, Shlomo. Oh, and, and I'm sorry, I almost forgot to mention. This month, Chumash, including tonight, I think tonight's the last of your month. Okay, so you're... The you're, end of Shabbat. That's tonight. tonight. Tonight's oh. the end of Shabbat. So this is the last one that you signed up for. So Shlomo actually sponsored all the, 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 the entire month of Shabbat. So tonight's Chumash and Shalom program is sponsored once again by Shlomo, the Steve Novik. And once again, it seems it's in honor of his son, Ari Novik, turning 18. It's so one long birthday he's got over there. Um, I think the last two weeks was also in honor of him turning 18. So, uh, Should we make it an honor of something else? No, well, it's too late. And uh, thank you, Shlomo. Amen. So you're gonna you're gonna get like one of these automated calls from the Summerton Community Kailo priest informing you that your sponsorship is about to expire. <laughs> your your commission challenge sponsorship is about to expire. Would you like to renew press one now and have your credit card information ready and your social security number? It renews automatically. Yes, cancel. Oh yeah. Yeah, okay, but anyway, thank you for the sponsorship. Okay, but let's get back to let's let's get Okay, this I don't know what's that plan. And everyone's listening, so you can begin listening at the six-minute mark, okay? This is when you can begin listening for the, for the Chumash part. Um, so the Torah turns a corner. So we go from Bereshis, that's in Bereshis as well. There's the era of Adam Rishon, there's the Epoch of Noyach, there's the chapter of the Avis, and there's Yosef, there's Mitzrayim, and, and Shemais, there's Yitzhiz Mitzrayim, but it's been a lot of stories till now. A lot, a lot of mm-hmm. stories. Harsinai, there, there's some, you know, there's some commandments, there's only ten of them, you know, in Parshas Yisrael, and it's still much more about the spectacle and the story than the commandments and the, and the, and the principles and the statutes. Mishpatim suddenly, okay, whoa, 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 you know, something, this Torah kind of shifted gears over here, we're turning a corner, and Mishpatim, we're entering into the, the region of the Torah where there's a lot of rules, a lot of Mishpatim, Chukim, Dinim, Halachas, Shas, a lot of things are now being thrown out left and right, and this now sets a tone for, for, for a type of parsha, type of discussion that we're very familiar with, but it really begins only from Mishpatim and on, the parshas that are there, the mitzvahs, the, the, the dinim, and the, and, the, and the mishpatim. And Rashi begins with saying something interesting. So this is the first pasuk in the parsha. Um, so whether you have the, the 214, or you have the one that Shlomo the Steve Novik has, Page 416, 417. You want the English 417. Rashi says the following. So we finished, we just wrapped up last week's Parsha Yisrael, and we have and these are the laws, the principles, the laws, that you shall place before Klai. So Rashi says, Rashi's picking up on something funny. And these, and these. The Torah could have started by saying what? Ela, very good. These are the laws that you shall place before them. What's ve'ela? And these. So ve and is the term, the grammatical term for that is the vav hachibur 
the vav of attachment, the vav of connection, vav and connects the previous to the to the to the to the coming, the before to the after. The Rashi says we have that over here deliberately and specifically wherever the Torah says Ela and the, the these are these are Ela told us Ela these are puzzles we show him we are dismissing the previous topic. If it starts off by saying Ela, like Ela told us we're dismissing, we're making a clean break, we're starting a new discussion. Okay, we, we, we broke from the previous one. The Ela, where the Torah says, and these, and Moisif Allah Rishonim, we're adding on to the previous discussion, we're building off the previous discussion. So that, that, you know, Vav is the Vav HaChibor, the Vav of connection, the Vav of attachment. It says, the Ela, so we're connecting and we're attaching, we're building off of the previous one. So, Rashi now has to explain himself. What is the connection between the previous parsha and this sixth parsha, right? Yisrael Mishpatim. What's the vi- what, what are we what 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 from the previous parsha are we are we building off of and in coming into this sixth parsha? What are we doing? So says Rashi. Listen carefully to what Rashi says. Rabbi say. The same way. The previous everything in the previous parsha came from where from Har Sinai. From the Rebbeinu Shalolim at Har Sinai, the Ten Commandments. That's very clear. That's Hakadosh Baruch Hu, with the, the whole, the whole scene, the whole, the whole situation, the whole, all the, the the fanfare, right? The thunder, the lightning. That clearly came from the Rebbeinu from Har Sinai. Af Elumi Sinai. Everything in this parsha also comes from Har Sinai. This is also coming from Har Sinai. That's why it says Ve'elu. This is also coming from Har Sinai. So the question is like this. Okay, so, so Rashi explained the ve'elu, that Pashas Mishpatim is also said and Harsin is also coming from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Okay, that's nice, we get that. And what that essentially means is that it's coming, what is it coming, what does it mean it comes from Sinai? It means it's coming from the Ebishter, it's coming from the Rebbe Yisham, Hashem gave it, Hashem gave this too. Questions like this, Rabbi Yisrael, how many mitzvahs are there in the whole Torah? A lot. A lot? That was a valid answer, I like, who said that? Me. That's actually my kind of answer. But who has a different answer? A lot. That's a good answer. Yes, Nelson. 613. That's right. Good for you, Nelson. A lot is much simpler to say. Yeah, a lot is much simpler. It's also a different kind of an answer. But I, I like that. But, uh, but, but they're both valid answers. They're both acceptable. 613, or a lot. And, and they're all mentioned at some point, at some place in the Torah. So Rabbi Sai. By every mitzvah that you find from Mishpatim and on, there's a lot of parashas that have like mitzvahs jam-packed into them, right? Uh, you have, you know, Kisisa, Shoiftim, Re'ei, a lot, a lot of parashas coming up, Emor, Kedoshim, Achrimais, with tons of mitzvahs packed into them. We don't find by all these parashas, the and this was also said over, this is also from our sea, this is also from our sea, this is also from our sea night. But you know something? Chazal tell us that all the mitzvahs were said at Har Sinai. Every single one of the 613 mitzvahs was said at Har Sinai. Every single one was given at Har Sinai. They were explained later in the Midbar, but everything was really given at Har Sinai. And this is a Rashi that's in the beginning of Parshas Bahar, right? Rashi in the beginning of Bahar says the same way. Rashi makes a different comparison over there. There's a Rashi that spells this out that everything, everything, ultimately, all the mitzvahs in the Torah, all 613, all lot of them, were given at Har Sinai. So everything was given by the Divine. Everything was given from the Rebbein Shalom Bar Har Sinai. So the question is, why do we need that to be spoken at specifically over here in the beginning of Mishpatim? We don't find that by every every discussion, every every parsha that has like you know, mitzvah clusters. There's parshas with mitzvah clusters. 
They're chock full of mitzvahs. A, a number of parshas. And you don't find by these other parshas, these were all said at Harsinai, and these were all said at Harsinai, and these were all said at Harsinai, and these were all said at Harsinai. Why is it that Mishpatim needs to begin with this introduction that Ve'ela Mishpatim, these were all said at Harsinai? Why? Let's speak out the question Talmudically. We could ask it like Manavshach. What? The, how do you say Manavshach? If you need to speak out, if there's room for me to think that, you know, if you need to tell me these are going to Harsinai, you need to tell me that everywhere. And if you don't need to tell me that anywhere else, why do you tell me to, need to tell me that over here? Why are Mishpatim singled out to tell me these are also Harsinai? So this is the question that we're going to begin with tonight. And let's begin by trying to answer that question. Chaim, everyone. Chaim, Chaim. Amen, amen. So, so it's like this. Mishpatim has a, a specific meaning in the Torah. And um, Mishpatim, there's like chukim, Mishpatim. And what does Mishpatim mean when we find it, when we find it, when we find it? Um, so, Rabbi Yisai, it's like this. Mishpatim, the Eila Mishpatim. Mishpatim has a specific meaning. We find a lot of different terms in the Torah for different types of mitzvahs. There's Mishpatim and there's Chukim. What's a Chayk? A, a, a law without a clear explanation. Something that doesn't seem to have an inherent logic to it. A Mishpat, what's a Mishpat? Something, a principle, something that has clear, apparent, immediate logic, right? Something that makes sense. Something that makes sense. And the first half of Mishpatim is that we reason we call it Mishpatim, the reason the Torah calls it Mishpatim is because these are Mishpatim, this is all, this is monetary law, this is adjudicating cases between man and his fellow man, this is property damages, personal damages, theft, uh, um, laws governing slaves, ownership, how to set up courts of law, how to deal with disputes, that's what the first half of Mishpatim is all about. The second half deals with other things, but you know, some Rishonim actually break Mishpatim into two different parshias. Sefer Echinuch, Sefer Echinuch goes parsha by parsha by parsha. He has a parsha called Mishpatim that we know. And he has a parsha called Imkesef Talva. Sefer Echinuch has a parsha that we don't have. Parsha's Imkesef Talva. That's the second half of Mishpatim. So he broke up the parshias. They had different Mishpatim and had to break up the parshias. So that's that's already not Mishpatim so much anymore. The Mishpatim is the first half that's all like, you know, Baba Kamba, Baba Messiah, Baba Basra, monetary law, Dine Mamanis, and these are all Mishpatim. Very straightforward, very logical, makes a lot of sense. You know, there's a Misa that, 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 um, this happened in, I think it happened in Russia, that there was a secular professor that wanted to know, like, uh, Got, want to get an idea of of, uh, of Torah law. You know, there's something called Torah law. So someone gave, it was a Jewish, it was a Yid, a very secular person, never went to yeshivas, unfortunately, didn't have any yeshiva experience. And they gave him a sefer of the Rambam, um, just the Rambam, with none of the, none of the Neusei Caleb, none of the commentaries, none of the, you know, super commentaries on the Rambam. The Rambam from um, Hilchus, in, in the book of Rambam, has a book of Mishpatim, called Sefer and, and, and that's, that's uh, where the Ram goes through, you know, much of, of monetary law that from Parshat Mishpatim, from Baba Kamba, Masih, Babasar. They gave him just the Rambam, translated into, in, into Russian, and he read through it, and he was like, Blow, he said, it's, it's, I, I, said I can't comprehend, so I wish I had this right. So I, I, he got so much clear, precise, concise, straightforward, logical information to so few words, that, like the, the principles of here, like, I was, he was blown away. He was blown away. 
Now, on the one hand, that you would hear so much, Psh, well, that's amazing, godless of the Rambam, the Torah, right? The Rishonim. On the other hand, there's a tremendous inherent Sakon in that. What's the Sakon? The Mishpatim of the Torah, there's room to look at these Mishpatim and say, what? This stuff makes perfect sense. This is monetary law. I mean, every society has to have monetary law. Every society has to have ways of dealing with with disputes, ways of settling disagreements, claimants and counterclaimants and counter counterclaimants, litigants and plaintiffs and and uh, all kinds of damages and theft, etc. And Mishpatim are called Mishpatim because they are supposed to be straightforward and logical, they are supposed to make sense. And as, as a society, as a nation unto ourselves, B'nai Yisrael Klai, so we have to have such a system also. Klai so has to have such a system. There's a sakon of the danger in going through Mishpatim, going through Baba Kama, Baba Masih, Baba Basra, and allowing that to become a code. A code, a code of laws, a code of monet- of rules, a code of conduct. It's like a, a, what? It's like it's without That's right, that's right. Um, and, and there's room for that to develop. There's room for, for, for such an attitude. That's a dangerous thing, and, but that can certainly happen. And, and the, the, the aforementioned story that we just told, if anything, illustrates that. You know, the, this, the, the, the professor, unfortunately, the professor of law, did not become from from this story. He was very impressed with the Rambam. Wow, Maimonides! I knew Maimonides was great, but look, look what Maimonides was able to do. You know, look, look what he was—he was able to compose and put together. He didn't become from. He didn't become from. The professor relates the Mishpatim as laws, as principles, as rules. When we come to the Mishpatim of the Torah, there's a danger as well in anyone learning through this. Okay, okay, so this is. This is, this is the code of, you know, there's the code of Hammurabi, Lahavdil, and the Mosaic code, Mosaic law. You know, the term is after, Mosaic law. They use that in the law school, Mosaic law? Probably. That's right, I agree. Mosaic law. So, Mosaic law means what it sounds like. This is the code that Moses gave in the desert to the Jews because they had to have a code for self-governance, for the society to function, for, 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 for things not to break down into chaos and anarchy. There's room to learn through Mishpatim. Being that they're so straightforward and so logical, and say, yeah, okay, makes sense. Comes the Torah of the Eilaha Mishpatim to do away for eternity with such a mindset. Make no mistake, the Mishpateha Torah, Babakama, Babmetziah, Babasra, as logical as they seem, and as straightforward as they get, and as much as they make perfect sense, these are also from Harsinai, they're divine. These are coming from the Rebbeinu Shalom himself. Even though, you know, I had, I, had, I, had a, I had a Rebbe who said he would, once, he would sometimes, and you know, it became very popular with uh, Rebbe Yitzhak Zilberstein, you know, he has those series of books like the What If books, like these crazy questions, like real life things that really happened to real people in real life. You know, um, I was shopping at the supermarket and I took my shopping cart to the checkout counter and I paid for everything and I put it in my trunk and then 
I left the meat there, it's spoiled, and I left the eggs there, my kids crushed, and then it turns out I took someone else's shopping cart, paid for someone else's groceries, really, and they paid for my groceries, so how much do I owe them, how much do they owe me, right? So, so you ask these questions, your shop is able to ask these questions, they're Witzel Zilberstein, I guess there's really no one else has these questions, so it seems like he's always getting these questions, right? To be able to put out safer after safer after safer of these questions. So you ask these questions at your Shabbos table, your kids will give you answers inevitably, and invariably, so one of your kids will tell you, oh yeah, that's what the Ketzai says, that's what the Nasiva says, that's what the Tumim says, and I had a Rebbe who used to do this, but before the What If books, before the Rebbe Yitzhak Silverstein series, he would come up with questions, and he said his kids, his sons and daughters would each kind of figure out, like on their own, this one would say, this way, the other say, they would have to make like us and the Nasibas. So that is, again, that, 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 that this is, you know, this monetary law, how to adjudicate something. It's true. And a lot of this, you know, is, 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 is guided by logic, by svarah. At the same time, let's make no mistake, as much as we can intuitively grasp it, and sometimes we can even intuit the answer, sometimes we can even Ahead of the game, we oh yeah, the Ketzai said that, that's what I said the same thing. This is what the Tumim said. You know, that's that was that was what I thought. They're all given from the Rebbeim. All these halachas come from Hakadosh Baruch Hu, Baba Basra, and the name Mammon is every single halacha, every last detail of every last halacha is coming from Har Sinai, as logical as it seems and as straightforward as it is, and as much as it makes sense, it's all from Har Sinai. That's first of all why the Torah has to emphasize this over here more than anywhere else. You don't find this by every single mitzvah. This is from Ve'elav, Ve'elav, this is from Rasi, this is from Rasi. The Torah talks about Paraduba, of course it's from Rasi. The Torah talks about Shabbos, Tzitzis, of course it's from Rasi. If the Rebbe wouldn't have said anything, we would wear black boxes on our head, Yehuda. You would walk around with a black box tied to your arm if our Kodesh Barker wouldn't have said anything. Exactly. <laughs> would any of us do that if, if it wouldn't be there in the Torah? But God wouldn't say, put black boxes on your head and on your arm. Put strings, have strings hanging from your pants, right? Would, would any of us done, have done it? You got to be crazy, right? You got to be. On the other hand, God didn't tell anyone to walk around with with like jeans that are ripped everywhere. <laughs> so for some reason, everyone, you know, a lot of the fashions I know this, you know, maybe God did tell them to do that. I don't know to have your hair dyed pink and purple and have have. What? Yes, right. The guy definitely has what to say about that. Um, right, have your eyebrows pierced. Right, okay, okay. So, but, but certainly none of us would be wearing those black boxes. Of course that's from our Sinai. Of course it's from HaKadosh Baruch But the Kamash along the parish is Me'ila Mishpatim. This is also from HaKadosh Baruch Every last detail, even what you can figure out, and especially what you can figure out on your own. And when you go to yeshiva, you sit and, yeah, I, I had the same terrors. Kasha, I had that kasha. The marshal speaks out of kasha. I had the same kasha. The terrors, I had the same terrors. It's all coming from the divine. As logical and as straightforward as it seems, and as it is, it's all coming from Harsinai. Now, let's speak out, though. Let, let, we got to take that a step further. So, let's take that a step further. What does that mean that it's coming from Harsinai? And where do we see that's coming from Harsinai if, 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 if not only limited to this Rashi, let's ask that in the Talmudic way. What's the Nafkamina? What difference does it make that it's coming from Harsinai? Let's ask that even better. Why does it need to come from Harsinai if it's indeed so straightforward? If it's indeed so straightforward, it makes such perfect sense. Why is it also being said Harsinai? Why does it need to come from Harsinai? Let it be indeed Mosaic law. So we're going to go through it in our remaining time. I got lots and lots of time left before my in our remaining time. Let's go through a few ideas. 
First of all, so the Briskorov famously said, there's a Briskorov that's very, very, very kedai to know. The Briskorov said, every mishpat really is also a chayk. Every area of the Torah that seems straightforward, that seems logical, that seems like it makes perfect sense, is really a chayk also, because the Torah is always going to mess around with it somewhere. There's always some spin, some area, some halacha, some qualification, some parameter, some limitation that came from HaKadosh Baruch you have um, what? It makes sense, but but there's a chayk that we wouldn't have said on our own. The chayk is what we wouldn't have said on our own. Lamashal, we have we have a, a, a property damage in this week's parsha, correct? So there's something called there's something called um, we have the damages of bore. If you dig a bore, you dig a pit, make a pothole. So it makes perfect sense that if I make a pothole in the street and and um, Someone gets damaged, their car, you snap an axle, I have to pay for that. That comes from Parshas Mishpatim, correct? Um, the halacha is, though, that it might not be so simple that I have to pay for damage to your car if your car snaps an axle in my pit. Why not? What? No. Short v'loy adam chamar v'loy kalim. Torah says you're not chayv on damages to vessels when it comes to a bar. Maybe I'm not chayv for the car when you, d- when you drive over the paddle. Chamor v'lo Okay, I'm not going to get into it. It does exempt cars, it doesn't exempt cars, it might. Um, if if, if uh, I burn down your haystack, that's in this week's parasha. Chayv, right? What if you hit your wallet in that haystack? Because who doesn't hide their wallet in the haystack, right? So I had my 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 my, my uh, Bobby. She used to hide. She once uh, she should, she's Lama, She's no longer with us, but uh, she was. We once came to visit her. She was passed away after we were married, and we visited her once in her apartment in Far Rockaway, and she wanted to give us some cash on our way out, so she brought us into the bathroom. No, we used the bathroom already. She said, no, 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 I want to give you something. She took a bottle of hairspray and unscrewed the bottom of the can of hairspray. She took out like a fifty-dollar bill. And then it is in a can of hairspray. So let's say I would like that can of hairspray fire, right? And there was a $50 bill inside. So a can of hairspray, Walgreens is $279. Let's say there was a $100 bill in there. So the halach is your potter because that's Tommen. That's Tommen by Aish. Anything that's hidden inside, your potter on, right? There's a halacha like this. Tommen. Tommen, your potter from Aish on things that are hidden. By board, Chamor Kalim. If a person walks, it trips and, 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 and um, suffers injuries. Your partner from 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 from, bo- from bodily injuries only on, on property injuries has to be it can't be vessels vessels certainly that are on the animal. Every mishpat said the briskov also has a chayk. There's not a single area in the Torah where even in monetary law we don't run into like a drasha, a, a limitation, a parameter, a a a a, a, a red line that the Torah drew that here your chayv and here your partner. So first of all. There's an element of a chayk in every single mishpat. There's an element of harsinai, the divine, the divine imprint on every single mishpat. Every mishpat ultimately is really also a chayk. It's also a chayk. Everybody got that? That's a very, very, very fundamental idea. But we can even take that further. Even in the areas of the mishpatim that are not chukim, the parts of bar that are straightforward, the parts of ish that are straightforward, the parts of shor, and, and, and in this case shor, karen, shane, regal that are straightforward, there's another idea of, of um, that which everything in Mishpatim is coming from Harsinai. Even though it's logical, Svara makes perfect sense, 
The second idea is once something comes from Harsinai, when I learn it, I'm not just becoming wise in monetary law, I'm not just becoming equipped to how to adjudicate, I'm connecting with the infinite, I'm connecting with Akash Baruch Hu. If it's something the Rebbein said, if it's his words, if it's differently Kim Chaim when I learn it, I am suddenly plugged into the infinite, I'm plugged into Akash Baruch Hu himself. Baba Kama, you can't take a Baba Kama into the bathroom with you, you can't learn Baba Kama in the bathroom. As, like, you can't take a kitzayis in the bathroom as much as it's all svara and, 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 and things that are mishpat and straightforward and very, very, very... Well, I don't know if, the, if I'm saying the kitzayis is straightforward. You know, that, that may be a controversial statement. But, but again, the mishpat and dine mamas, which are all logical and sikhli, you can't learn Baba Kam in the bathroom. Do you want to take Thurgood's 23rd edition of, of, of Western... of, 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 of torts and... and uh, and torts and taxes into the bathroom, gazunta hey, gazunta hey. It's gonna be a pretty short bathroom trip, but we'll, we'll, right? But gazunta hey, take take the encyclopedia of of of, uh, of uh, you know the, the, the Supreme Court decisions of the of the last uh, you know 25 years. You can learn that in the bathroom. Mishpatim, if it comes from Harsin, it comes from Kashbarhu. This is the Divrei Kim Chaim, and not only that, the pasuk says until umishpatim Hashem. Didn't give mishpatim to the guy. Wasn't mean Hashem didn't give them mishpatim. They have monetary law. They have to make societal systems for things to run properly. They don't have mishpatim. What they learn is 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 flat. Is down here. Is limited to this world. It's not a connection with the divine. It's not a connection with the infinite. When you learn Baba Kam, what a beautiful thing! Yes, you're learning things that make perfect sense. You're learning you, with your svaro. You can intuit something commentary said four or five, six hundred thousand years before you, but you're connecting to Hakadosh Baruch. You connect with Hakadosh Baruch when you're learning it. This is coming from the divine self. This is the Rebbeishlam's Divrei Kim Chaim. One final idea. I just compression time, so let's just compress this into our remaining minute. A third and final idea. What it means the Mishpatim are coming from the infinite, from Hashem, and from Harsina, and as opposed to you know, yeah, just being Mishpatim. Such an amazing idea, which, which turns all of life on its head and turns everything upside down. But a beautiful way of looking at life. It's true. It's true that if you say a Shiloh, mom and a Shiloh to your kids. One will figure out the, 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 the Tysus' approach, the other will figure out the Ramah's approach, one will figure out the Ketais, the Nasivas, the Tumim, you name it, the Shagas, they'll figure it all out, right? They'll figure it all out. Why would they figure it out? Because ultimately, monetary law, in, in, in even Jewish monetary law, Baba Kamba, Matsiva, Vasro, all has to do with everyday situations, with disputes between claimants and, and counterclaimants. Litigants and defendants, it has to do with real life situations, things that are actually happening down here. With, you know, you, you re-earned, you, you, you skidded on the ice and you hit my car. Is it your fault? Do you have to pay? Do I have to pay? Let's say you don't have insurance. Can I get money from you? Is it your fault? Are you high? your putter? So your kids will immediately say a lot of different things, which you'll find in Svarim. They're able to figure this out because it must have to do with situations down here in life that, that, are, that, 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 that we relate to, that we live through, that we experience all the time. And that's why we can relate to these things, and that's why we can figure out the halacha. Okay. It's still coming from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's coming from Harsinai. Why? It's the other way around. Why is it that we can relate to an intuit dine mamas? No, you can't figure out Hilchus Shabbos on your own. You can't figure out Hilchus Taurus on your own. Zerayim, Kilayim. You can't figure these things. You can't figure that out on your own. Mishpatim, you can figure it out on your own because they have to do with everyday situations. But... It's all coming from HaKash Baruch Hu. and the reason these everyday situations exist, the reason why 
you have these concepts to begin with down here. Why is there a concept of a shore? Why is there a concept of a pit? Why is there a concept of a Why is there the possibility of Nazikin even happening? Why does it exist in real life situations where something happens beyond my control, within my control? Am I obligated? Am I not obligated? Why do these situations exist altogether in real life? You know why they exist? Because the Torah behind those situations existed first. Baba Kaaba got there first. Baba Metziah got there first. Baba Basra got there first. Chazal tells us, When Hashem came, when it came time for Hashem to create the world, He created the world in such a way that Baba Kaaba can show up. Baba Metziah can show up. Baba Basra can show up. The only reason that the notion exists of having my animal and your animal, and that one can injure the other, my car, your car, one can, one can smash the other, that whole concept exists only because halacha has something to say about it. And now that the situation exists, so we better figure out how to, what the halacha will be. Not the halacha comes after the situation, the halacha comes before the situation. Baba Kama predates the world. Baba Messiah predates the world. Baba Basra predates the world. They come from Harsinai. And in order to be able to have a forum for Baba Kama, a place for Baba Kama to show up, okay, now we need a concept of fire. We need a concept of a, of, of a pothole. We need a concept of a shore and a chamar to exist down here so that Baba Kama can show up. Everybody got that? And that's the ultimate difference between Dine Mominus, Shas, Nashim Nazikin, and secular monetary law. Secular monetary law comes after we already had the situations. In Lumbus, Jewish law, Dine Mominus, Dine Mominus comes first. The situations are only here to give a place for Dine Mominus to be applied to. Okay, very beautiful, very wonderful. Very wonderful Shabbos. Only simple for us and all Klai's role. <laughs>